0: The three day weekend celebrating American labor, traditionally a time to get away, to visit family, or savor the waning days of summer, will look very different this year. Far fewer people will travel this weekend for fear of the coronavirus or because they have lost the disposable income that makes a trip possible or because of quarantine rules that restrict crossing borders, both domestic and international. It's exacted an enormous toll on the hospitality industry, airlines, and even countries' gross domestic products. In this episode of CQ Future, I'll examine where travel is headed, whether it's likely to come back, and whether it's permanently damaged. Tori Barnes, Executive Vice President of Public Affairs and Policy at US Travel, which represents industry players as well as government tourism boards, is here to help answer those questions. Tori, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be with you all today. I wish we would be in person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't we all? Don't we all? Tori, can you assess the damage for us to the travel industry? How many people have lost their jobs? How much money has been lost? How many businesses have gone under?
1: Sean, the crisis has been absolutely devastating to the travel industry. Uh, losses in spending alone are projected to reach uh, over $500 billion by the end of this year, um, and as much as $1 trillion by the end of 2023, uh, which from a historical purposes is 10 times the impact of 9-11. Um, And overall, the travel industry unemployment is 51%, which is twice the unemployment rate during the worst year of the Great Depression. Um, Right now, the travel industry is really not expecting to recover until 2024. Um, And so it's it's just absolutely devastating.
0: Where are things now in terms of the recovery? Have we even begun the recovery?
1: Um, You know, I, I would say we really haven't. In 2019, there were 15.8 million travel-related jobs. Uh, As of May 1, we had lost over 8 million jobs in our industry. As I noted, 51% um, uh, unemployment rate in the the industry. And while we are starting to see um, Americans wanting to travel again, Um, you know, according to to a recent survey from destination analysts, 52% of Americans say they're ready or, you know, only have some hesitation to travel. But when you think about the broader travel ecosystem and you think about international travel or travel by, you know, plane domestically, if you think about the meetings and events sector, um, you know, and what business meetings mean for the industry and how they fill hotel rooms and fill planes and fill restaurants and Still, you know, um, the local coffee shop at the hotel, um, you know, those are all uh, part of the industry that are still significantly hurting. And some businesses in the travel sector were helped by the CARES Act. Um, a lot of them either need more or different or were ineligible for what Congress um, originally provided, because I think folks didn't expect this is going to go on for so long.
0: Right. That's the relief bill, the $2 trillion relief bill that Congress passed in March, in which they are struggling now to offer an, another round. Government, though, is badly hurt, I would think, by the downturn in travel, because travelers pay A lot of taxes. They pay meal taxes in restaurants. They pay hotel taxes. When they're driving, they pay a gas tax that funds highway repairs. When they're flying, they pay fees that fund airports and airport improvements. So do you get the sense that um, there could be consequences beyond the industry itself if this continues?
1: Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think that the broader economy is absolutely going to suffer without you know the the relief protection stimulus and ultimately getting folks out moving again in a healthy and safe way. I mean, one in ten jobs before the pandemic was employed by um, you know by travel. And when you think about the health health uh, aspects, the wellness, the um, you know the the mental health needs and how folks have been cooped up, Um, you know, my boss often says, you know, rather than working nine to five, which quite frankly, I've never done, um, folks are working nine, you know, five to nine. And I would argue within the travel industry, I mean, we're working 16, 18 hour days, just trying to, um, get everything done because there is less, you know, there are less folks, um, in the industry because folks have lost their jobs. Um, I think when you look at that from a macroeconomic perspective and what the travel economy means to the broader um, U.S. economy, it's significant. And I think, you know, while Wall Street may be doing okay, Main Street certainly is not. And if you think about, you know, when folks go and stay in a hotel, they're going to eat at, you know, the local little restaurant or they're going to grab a coffee at the corner shop. Um, you know, a hotel that has events is gonna have a forest and uh, you know, a set designer for meetings and events. And a lot of these, you know folks are are ultimately gonna be driven out of business, even those that that kind of can stay open right now, that are you know, maybe more of a supply chain to travel than direct travel jobs. And so um, I think that's why we expect, you know, not to see really a recovery full recovery until 2024. But I think the question is how many more jobs are lost and where do we see consolidations and, um, and how does that impact all the mom and pop shops um, around the country?
0: How are travel businesses adapting? I mean, from, from hotels to restaurants, airlines, what do you hear about how they're adapting to try to bring people back?
1: Well, right now, um, health and safety obviously are at the forefront of uh, the travelers' minds, Americans' minds generally. Um, Early on in this process, um, back in early May, uh, the travel industry really collaborated together to put out a set of health and safety guidance um, that is being incorporated throughout the travel ecosystem. And I think um, you know we have a lot of data that shows that uh, travelers want to understand um, clear communication on policies that have been implemented for their health and safety, and and employees want that as well. So you know you're seeing a lot of um, you know following CDC guidance and local, state, and federal recommendations for what and how to communicate health and safety. And we do see it, it, again in traveler sentiment that um, that the more layers of these sort of assurances, communications, and confidences, um, the more likely Americans are to go out and and actually be willing to travel. I think we have to continue to do that, and I think continue to also clearly and holistically communicate um, what those policies are. But you know, there there are also I think ultimately will be you know there's a lot of promotions. I know. Um, I saw, you know, my emails, uh, you know, JetBlue's got a two for one. If you, you know, book two airfares, you get one free if you also book a hotel. So I think we'll see, you know, some more uh, encouraging promotions like that. Um, but first and foremost, you know, that layer of health and safety practices is, has been critical to to even start the reopening.
0: Let's look ahead to 2024. How does it look that year when the Travel industry, if it indeed it has recovered, does it look like it did in 2019, or will it be different in some way?
1: Um, you know, I think it really is likely to be very different. I mean, ultimately, a lot of it has to do with you know how how quickly we get a more sort of federalized, consistent process for testing for vaccines. You know, the more quickly that we can have that um, type of progress, will be really important for the industry. I do think in 2024. I mean, right now we're seeing that sort of reemergence of you know the great American car trip, and folks are are traveling regionally, they're traveling domestically, um, you know, appreciating all of the great places that you know you can go to in the outdoors. Um, you know, those are the places that are safest now to be. And so, you know, how does that actually impact us in the long term? Um, you know, I, I think I think likely. Um, we'll see some consolidations. Um, there'll be businesses that really just can't make it. Um, but I think we're really hopeful that we will get back, um, to a more normalized situation for the industry and for the country, you know, before 2024, but ultimately in 2024, but, you know, maybe we see more of a hybrid of some virtual meetings and in-person meetings. Maybe we see. Um, you know, that folks don't necessarily need to um, fly across the country for a two-hour meeting. Um, But at the same time, I will say that people um, miss meeting in person, miss seeing each other, obviously, um, and I think feel a lot more productive when you can actually be together in person to get things done. So I think it's still something to be determined. Um, but I do I do think that there will be, um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of businesses that don't make it and therefore we'll see consolidation.
0: Amidst all that damage, are there any surprises? I mean, I'm thinking, you know, if you're a little tourist, quaint tourist town outside of a major city, out in rural areas near that are near cities, are people visiting them more often, going on day trips, trying to get away from... You know the conge- the crowding and the fear in our major cities.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we we are definitely seeing a lot of that drive traffic. Folks are are deciding to take those more um, local trips. Um, you know, I I've been personally, I, I live in D.C. I've been personally out to to the beach three times. Uh, you know, in Delaware and New Jersey. Um, and once you go, you have that confidence of, okay, I can go again. This was great. It felt so good to put my toes in the sand. I will say, you know, at the last minute we looked to book a house and, um, you know, there were two houses left in the whole town of Bethany Beach, Delaware, um, you know, at, at one point around the July 4th holiday. So I do think that, and, and, I, and I'll add to that, that some of the properties that we looked out even out west towards West Virginia Um, It is more expensive, some of these sort of outdoor places um, that you can drive to outside of, in this example, Washington, D.C., because, you know, folks are flocking there. Um, So so I really, yeah, we're definitely um, seeing a great pickup in in, in national park visitation. Um, We have a new tracker on our website, USTravel.org, that is looking at, at national parks across the country um, and, you know, RV sales are through the roof, right? So um, we're definitely seeing a change in, in the way people uh, travel, but there still is that a desire to get out there, even if it is going to be at a more local level.
0: As we emerge from this, m- might there be some other trends that are positive? For example, you know, people taking advantage of uh, work-from-home policies, if those continuance s- to some degree to take longer trips where part of the trip you're working and part of the trip, you know, just enjoying wherever you are in the in the evenings. Or, you know, we've all been reminded through this that life is short and might p- people be planning more exotic uh, vacations coming out of this.
1: So I think um, you know a couple of things. First, on the first point, you know we were seeing a lot of leisure, what we were calling sort of that business into leisure travel, um, you know, over the last um, several years, where folks would extend a business trip for personal um, for personal travel, um, and and so to your point, yeah, we I think we we are seeing. Um, an interest from travelers to get out there this fall with a lot of folks working from home with kids going to virtual school. Um, we are expecting an unusual fall here where we start to see people you know, go somewhere for a couple of weeks in September or October because you can do work or you can do school from anywhere. So I do think we, um, we are anticipating and expecting that. I don't think it will be nearly as much travel as we need to actually help the uh, the full you know travel economy recover quickly um, but but I do think that one of the benefits will be you know folks interested in in those who maybe usually go internationally um, checking out more domestic uh, locations and 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 experiencing all of the great things that the U.S. has to offer um, so I think that, that that's great um, I think on the exotic places, I think those with high income that haven't been as impacted um, by the pandemic um, are definitely looking at sort of how do you take a private jet somewhere? Or how do you go rent a house, um, you know, a beautiful house in a beautiful location? But I think we have to come back to the reality as well as that, that folks are concerned about the economy um, just as much as they are concerned about the pandemic and the ultimate potential impact that this could have on jobs. Um, is something um, that is also in people's minds. Uh, you know, we would argue that it's important to get out there and to travel um, to help bring these travel jobs back, which will ultimately help the uh, the country recover more quickly. Of course, keeping in mind health and safety practices are, are are critical, and and we are highly encouraging you know use of masks and following all of the the CDC guidance.
0: Tori, what's your take on? The quarantine rules that many states have imposed, those put a real crimp in travel, hurt travel-related industry very badly. And so I would think they, they really need to be justified. Uh, what's your take on them? Are they justified or, or are they going too far in some cases?
1: You know I, I think we would we would we would argue that they are going too far. Um, we obviously want to contain the virus, and we do believe that with the right health and safety guidance in place, if you wear your mask, if you wash your hands, if you stay home when you're sick, um, that you can travel in a healthy and and confident way. Um, we do think that there needs to be a more federalized streamlined testing. Um, process with quick, fast test, you know, and reliable testing, because if we had that on a more broad-based uh, approach, then the quarantine concept wouldn't be as attractive to the governors that are putting that in place. Because ultimately, you could come, you know, to a new location, do a test, get a result in thirty minutes, and then, you know, be on your way. And if you if you are screened then for the virus, then you would quarantine, you know, rather than quarantining just
0: to quarantine. Testing, of course, is, is part of the discussion around another round of virus relief in Congress. Before uh, the members, Senate representatives and senators left for their August recess, they failed to reach a deal on that, that next round. What else are you looking for as they continue those discussions about another bill?
1: We want Congress to come back to Washington as quickly as possible, recognizing they're on their congressional recess right now. But we would argue that for every week that that Congress waits, we have more and more jobs that are at risk of being lost and and less of a chance of bringing back the 8 million jobs within the travel industry that that are gone. Um, We need to have um, relief, protection, and stimulus. We need... Um, there were a lot of really good provisions in the HEALS Act, which was the Senate Republican bill. Um, there was also some a lot of good provisions in the de- in the House Democrats heroes. Essentially, we need to extend the pay- paycheck protection program. It needs to be expanded to tourism promotion agencies, destination marketing organizations who absolutely drive economic growth in their communities.
0: That's a system of loans to smaller businesses. Forgivable loans.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there were a lot of businesses, unfortunately, in particular nonprofits, which most of these destination marketing organizations are structured as, um, who just were not eligible for um, for this program. So we need that to be extended to them. And then the whole program expired on August 8th. It needs to be extended through the rest of the year. Um, We also think that there needs to be... um, you know, liability protection so businesses can have the confidence to actually open without the fear of frivolous lawsuit. Um, We need to have uh, grants, uh, economic development assistance grants that allow for destination marketing organizations to do their work in addition to to getting PPP to keep their employees on. Um, We'd like to see an extension, uh, an expansion of the employee retention tax credit, which was first included in the CARES Act. Um, there's a desperate need for additional funding for our nation's airports as much as thirteen billion is is absolutely necessary. Um, and then we also need to see tactical incentives for personal protective equipment, um, funding for testing and contact tracing, expanding you know the availability of rapid and effective testing, uh, which is now important for for safe reopening as well. so you know we really have been um, in, in constant contact with members of Congress and staff, as well as the administration, highlighting the need for them to come back and pass a meaningful relief package um, early, early, early in September.
0: So we're more than five months into this now. Millions of Americans have uh, been disappointed, had to cancel trip plans. What's your advice for them, those who are feeling an itch right now to travel again?
1: Well, you know, quite frankly, um, you know, for the first time since June, more respondents now are saying they'd be happy to see a tourism ad um, than those who would be unhappy. Um, you know, we're seeing travelers hitting the roads and seeking out destinations and experiencing that obviously allow for more physical distancing. Um, people feel safe outside, so you know, I think we would absolutely say that. Um, the only way we're going to um, to bring back the economy is to get folks moving again. And if folks are, we- are are wearing masks, if they're socially distancing, if they're doing activities that are outside, if they're if they're driving, um, or quite frankly, you know, even flying, there are, you know a lot of the airlines are you know eliminating the middle seat and um, you know the air filtration systems in delta planes, for example, are, Um, are superior to any air filtration system that you would see in in a building. Um, And so, uh, you know, if you are smart about it and healthy and safe and everyone shares the responsibility, um, then people should consider getting out there because it really, from a mental health perspective, from a happiness perspective, um, we have a lot of data that shows that just the, the joy and anticipation that comes from planning a trip Um, is something that is is remarkable to to everyone um, being in a better better place. So we think that, again, following healthy and safe, health and safe guidance is important, Um, but it's not too soon to plan. Even if you're not yet comfortable to get out there and go, just start to plan a trip, plan it for three months from now, plan it for six months from now. Um, the cancellation policies right now are never going to be as good as they are, as they are right now. Um, so if you ultimately don't feel comfortable, then you can cancel. But um, the happiness and, and, and excitement that comes from planning is is important and it's never too soon to do that.
0: Indeed, the planning is half the fun. Tori, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: that's all for this episode of cq future you can find our next episode at rollcall.com or your favorite podcast app for all of us at cq roll call i'm sean zeller